Hey, listeners, welcome back to the Skylight Book podcast series. We're starting a new series, which we're calling Is the Book Better? Mm-hmm. Um, my name is Justin Reamer. I got with me Alan Trailer and Tyler Austin. We're That's all books. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Oh, yeah. We should be like, okay, I'm Justin. Yeah. Oh, I'm Alan. Yes. <laughs> I'm Tyler, and I don't sound like Alan. Right. Yeah, yeah. Ho- we yeah. are different entities entirely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, our voices are distinct enough that you're not like, wait, which one? Yeah. Everyone's um, just talking at the same time. Yeah. But anyhow, we're all booksellers at Skylight Books in Los Feliz, and our premise is we're going to be tackling film adaptations of uh, popular books or classic books. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be topical, our main subject today is going to be. Paul Tremblay's book, The Cabin at the End of the World, and M. Night Shyamalan's film, Knock at the Cabin, currently in theaters. We're going to get to that, and this will definitely be spoilery at a certain point. But we Fairly, we, fairly ha, soon, ha, I would hard, imagine. Because there's, some, to avoid. there's yeah. some major stuff, but just so you're not immediately turning off this episode, we're going to BS a little bit about films and books. Uh, hopefully you like the sound of our voice you check these things out or you don't mind spoilers and you'll check out the rest of the episodes so let's start off are there any sort of like primo movie adaptations where you're like that really was a great version of the book or this was a you know just talk let's yeah. talk a little bit about this let's chance. rap about it rap about it yeah pull a chair back well one that comes to mind immediately is i've been reading all the parker novels mm-hmm. a lot of them in order you know this about me I had the first one, which Donald is Donald Westlake, right? Donald Westlake, yeah. uh, uh, under the pseudonym Richard Stark. Right. You can right. buy that in the store. Oh, <laughs> my rec- look my at this, little recommendation look at this in show. there. <laughs> uh, look, plugs are starting early. Yeah. Uh, great book. The Hunter is adapted into Point Blank, which is an awesome movie with Lee Marvin. Uh, John Borman directs it. Yeah. I feel like oh, it really yeah. captures. Love me some Lee Marvin. Oh, Lee Marvin. He is the perfect. There is no other Parker in my mind. That like the yeah. moment you see him as uh, Parker, that was it. I was done. I think in the movie he has a different name. He's yeah. They, is it just Marvin? Does he just, he just go goes, by his actual I am, name? Hello, yeah. I'm Lee Marvin. <laughs> yeah. I'm here to murder people. Because like, yes. like eventually they try that with Statham. Like he becomes Parker in like the 2000s or something. Right? Yes, yes. And, and everyone remembers and loves that movie. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's, um, a, a winner of an adaptation. Hey, look, the Stave can't be perfect all the time. Yeah, yeah. All right. To answer our central premise, yes, the book is better of Jason Statham. Uh, but no, so I, I love that one. I think it it captures what the spirit of the book is in a in a way that like even the book, you know, it it almost like, expands on the book visually in a yeah. way that is like incredibly satisfying. And it like cuts most of Lee Marvin's dialogue. He's just looking at people toughly. And I love it. So I would just throw that out there immediately off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I got to say Jaws is probably another great example. Mm, There were some choices made in that movie that differ a little bit from from the books. That is just like the perfect choice. Jaws is a great one. I actually did a, a yeah. paper in my senior year of high school uh, comparing Jaws, the book, and the movie. Oh, really? I, of course. Yeah, and was like blown away as a high school senior. It was like, wow, there is more sex in this. Yeah, thing. yeah. Well, they, yeah, they changed the sex of one of the characters to get rid of that triangle of uh, sexiness, which is like. Thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God Jaws didn't have a fucking love triangle in it, dude. Really <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to curse. It's, it's, oh, I, yeah, this is what we'll we just have to put an explicit on here. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, first yeah. episode. Explicit. Explicit content. Well, yeah. much like the Book of Jaws, which it does remind you, it is like a pulpy, pulpy book where it's mm-hmm. like, there's going to be sex. There's going to be yeah. violence. There's going to be a giant shark. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then you watch the movie. And you're like, what's uh, Steven Spielberg is pretty good at this. Yeah. He kind of <laughs> knows what should be in a movie. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, like, sticking to the, like, sort of genre crime area, I feel like there's... My favorite guy in that is Jim Thompson. Mm-hmm. Just such a great pulp writer who also kind of pushes things to, like, a Shakespearean level. And there have been a lot of great adaptations of his. Stephen Furs, The Grifters... Really oh, nails yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Bertrand Tavernier's, um, oh, what is it? Coup de Torchon, uh, Clean Slate, which is Pop 1280. Excellent Great adaptation of that. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, merci, merci. Beautiful French. Merci, merci. <laughs> but on the other hand, his best book, my favorite of his books, The Killer Inside Me, has never had a good adaptation. The version with Casey Affleck, directed mm-hmm. by one of the great directors, Michael Winterbottom, who did mm-hmm. the Trip movies, who did 24-Hour Party People was stumped by this and maybe it's Casey Affleck's fault but but who can say but the, <laughs> movie, the movie is not better than hmm. than the book of killer inside me which is just one of my all-timers also like uh the book to this day still has a blurb from Kubrick saying that it's like the most uh pe- I don't remember the exact wording but like yeah. the, the best portrait of like the logic of a psychotic killer and basically, like, the thing that made him work with him on the killing and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, the, yeah. the other Kubrick movies. We're not talking about Kubrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, um, well, I can't believe we glossed over The Shining, actually, now that you mentioned Kubrick. True, That's, uh, yeah. It's a very, 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 very controversial uh, yeah, yeah. adaptation. And I and actually very apropos for today, because I feel like mm-hmm. the, the one of the big things about the difference between Cabin at the End of the World and Knock at the Cabin is that the director's take... On what the story is about, yes. and the and the author's take are very different. Yeah, yeah, and it leads the characters in very different directions. Yes, um, but before we get to that, why don't we set it up? So, so wait, we all basically saw the movie before we finished the book, right? Yes. We all had yes. sort of like started the book. Yes, watched the movie. I had every intention of finishing the book. And then life happened, and I decided, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and watch this movie first, and then if I like that movie, then we'll we'll see what happens. Well, you look, know? if you're yeah. in Alan's entourage on an AMCA list, that's right. It's, it's a, a ticket, very popping entourage, by the way. Shows up, and Justin is on go. it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I just happen to get a ticket. I'm like, I'm not going to say no. No, I mean, look, am I halfway but through the book even? No. I have to say, I am very, very glad I saw the movie first. Yeah, because. Once we get to, we'll get to it in a minute, but like once you get to that deviation point, I was like, oh, this is why everyone kept asking me, what did you think? <laughs> and I was like, it's yeah. like, it's got to be the same as the book, right? It is dramatic. Well, that's the thing is because like if you read even up to the two thirds mark, you're yeah. just like, I don't yeah. get it. It's there's it's little the differences, same. but yeah. it's the same. I, I was going to say 80%. Yeah. yeah. It's like almost 80% the same. Cause that's true. Because like the final portion of it, like almost kind of like expands time. Like, yeah. like that's, yeah. some, that's something about Paul Tremblay anyways, that like his scenes are so much longer than a film. Like that was my first instinct. Like I had literally read 30 pages of the book before I saw the movie. Mm-hmm. And that 30 pages is basically the opening scene. Yeah. Like he, he he's playing with the sort of so so the opening scene is you have a small girl when 
who's been adopted by this gay couple, Eric and Andrew. She's playing out in front of this cabin in the middle of nowhere. And this giant hulking man, he's in the book, he's supposed to be like 24 years old. In the movie, he's played by Dave Bautista. Perfect casting. Just the absolute right of like, you know, a giant hulk with a soul. Yes. I mean, he is like absolutely by far the best part of the movie hands yeah. down i think he's it's like the best use of dave batista i've ever seen in a movie oh, yeah. it is like it, i don't it, know he's always so good he's man. always so good but this truly channels best what is best so wrestler actor of all time i know mean, it, it is no and it, but but also like this is the movie where you're like oh other people have got to start yeah. paying attention because he's yeah. an actor yeah like my yeah. friend actually uh tweeted last night he's like uh, the Rock and John Cena are trying to be movie stars, but Dave Bautista is an actor. He's yeah. being an actor. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, so that opening scene is just that out of nowhere, this giant Hulk uh, con- confronts this little girl who's who's collecting grasshoppers, putting them in a jar, making little like you know scientific mm-hmm. notes like a kid would. Yeah. Make. Message. And like the the the. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's seven grasshoppers. Yes, seven, yes, message. Seven, yeah, seven yeah, people yeah, in the story. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, uh, I yeah. wonder if that's related. Perhaps but, they're all in a jar being watched by another entity yeah. who, yeah, anyway, I don't know, yeah, something uh, like maybe. that. Maybe, could be, could yeah, be, could be. Could be. be. Um, we'll, we'll get into it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're just kicking a lot of cans down the road. Yeah. But, but, uh, but basically, Tremblay is, is milking this for like 30 pages, and you're sort of like, I don't know what I think about this hulking guy. He seems mm-hmm. kind of sweet, but what's up, what's up? And it's so funny in the movie when it's like basically like a three page scene and then it cuts to like, hey, there's creepy people yeah. coming up. <laughs> which which yeah. feels correct. Like yeah. immediately, like yeah. if you're a little girl, you're like, I got to go tell my parents that this yeah. giant man is in our yard immediately. Well, the, yeah. the, I think the reason one of the main reasons why it's a little bit different in the book, almost every moment is treated like a like a Rashomon moment mm, yeah, where it's yeah, like it's yeah. from everyone's different perspective mm-hmm. and sometimes that perspective is literally written in a different style and like all that kind of stuff so yeah. it gives you a lot of like nuance into the characters which the movie impossibly can't do um yeah there's yeah. A, especially toward the end there's there's one point of view section that is just straight up faulkner it's just like this is oh like yeah a, yeah like the tense changing of, was mm-hmm. like throwing me for a stream loop. of yeah, consciousness yeah. like yeah um but anyhow, so yeah, so the setup is there's the big guy. She runs to the cabin, is like gets her two daddies. Is like there's someone outside, but then it's not just one person; it's four. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all have these like homemade weapons, and they're like, "We need you to let us in." Yes, um, they ask very politely. It must be <laughs> right. said. Well, that that's sort of the the ultimate trick of the movie, and in some ways, the book is just like everyone is sort of agreed. We don't want to be here. Yeah, this yeah. sucks yeah. for all of us, but uh, we got to do it. Like yeah. it's and it's like that begrudging sort of yeah. uh, engine. That's, well, they're that's all really interesting. Everyone involved is is pretty much just resigned to being like, I have no control of the situation. You're yeah. not really sure why they're so resigned. They get into it eventually, but yeah, they they start the they start the thing off very much like, look huge bummer this is not great for me <laughs> yeah look man i'm i'm trying to teach kids yeah uh I, i'm a piece of shit who works for the gas company yeah, yeah. and i don't want to be here either I'm, look I'm, i cook at a I'm, mexican restaurant yeah, yeah. uh i'm i'm either a chef who's kind of like fun and wacky or like unhinged yeah like depending I, on which version of the chef we're talking about yeah, yeah. adrian was uh i don't quite understand adrian I, that was a, a weak link I, for me personally i yeah. in, in the movie it for sure in the, in the movie for well. sure it was such a large swing i mean i believe she tried her best yeah given yeah. the material but like it just 
did not work for me in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyhow, like it, it takes a little bit more of a throat clearing in the book, but we'll just say it because it's in the trailer. The premise is these four people have come to say, we have been getting visions that a sacrifice must be made to prevent the apocalypse. And one of you three, either Daddy Eric, Daddy Andrew, or adopted Wen, will have to be sacrificed willingly to avert the apocalypse. And of course, they react like, holy shit, there's yeah. some like... Yeah, I'm not doing hom that. Homophobic <laughs> religious nuts yeah. who yeah. want us to murder each Which, other in front of them. In both the movie and the book, they're like, whoa, 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 it's not about that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. We are not homophobic. I don't even know how you could have thought that. We're totally agnostic. Yeah, yeah. Like, just yeah. above and beyond. <laughs> I, they're very honest about it. And then there is one character who we might find out had some other issues. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I guess that's like to me is probably the first sort of turn of the movie as these things start to go, yeah. right? Or, or the movie and the well, book, I well guess. That's, yeah. Well, that's the thing is so. Um, another thing that's oddly characterized, and, it, and it's clearly an example of like someone talking about something that they've never read, was there was something, might have also been on Twitter, where someone was like, you know, the problem is in Tremblay's book, they're just people, and they never even mention that they're a gay couple. But like Shyamalan had the brilliance to make the gay their gayness like a uh, uh, crux of the story, and I'm like, what? Uh, that's in the book. It's uh, yeah. all like, there. Yeah. like it, it, it's not it's not like uh, woke bullshit that like uh, that they're a gay couple. Like the fact that they're a gay couple just creates this thing of like, is this a fucked up yeah, religious? Right. It's thing? an added layer posing, of tension that's purposely posing there. Posing is yeah, like yeah. like some sort of post apocalyptic cleansing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and um, what I was going to say is that um, there's, like, the section in, in the book that the publisher has included, which is, like, notes from Paul Tremblay. Did you right. read that? Oh, yeah, yes, dude. Yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't believe that was in there. I was so fascinated there to was, read. There's a thing he says that is one of the key differences here, which is that in the book, Paul Tremblay's like, I never want you to be on the invader, the home invader's yeah. side. Yeah. And M. Night Shyamalan wants you to be ambivalent to to sympathetic to these people who really are having visions. Yeah. And in the book, we're never quite sure that they're not deluded wackos. Right. Um, yeah, I would say that's by far, well, I mean, obviously, before the very, very ending, the biggest difference between the book and the movie is that there is just like an insane amount of ambiguity throughout the book yeah. in terms of like what's happening and things that are declared in the movie that are turned out to be true are left sort of hanging in the actual yeah. move in the book yeah like, I, like yeah. I was sort of the thing i was referencing earlier is that the there's a character redman who uh is it andrew believes is someone who attacked him in a bar years earlier and is like he goes by a different name now but they never like go to actually check his idea. Or do or am I? Yeah, in the so, book, in the so book, in, they don't check. The movie, never it's, actually it's played know. by our yeah. friend from Harry Potter. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Grint. Uh, Rupert Grint. Thank you. I was <laughs> I didn't remember his name. Uh, Rupert Grint doing. Well, here's the thing that's funny: doing a terrible Boston accent. But I in mean, the, but in the book, <laughs> it says like he's intentionally doing a bad Boston accent, yeah. and it's like is Rupert Grint taking the note from the book and yeah. just doing a terrible job? <laughs> but it doesn't it doesn't play like that. It just no. plays like him doing a terrible exactly bo Boston accent. I'm this, from this, Medford. This man. obviously British person doing this. I work for the very, <laughs> Yeah, very yeah. difficult in the best of circumstances <laughs> accent, and just really growling, doing yeah. a lot of growling. But, but so, but that's something too. Is so like we never. 
know for sure if Andrew, who between in the couple is the more aggressive, the more sort of like impulsive one that yeah. she's constantly like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you in both versions of the story. Yeah. Um, in the book, we never know for sure if he's imagined that this guy is the one who attacked him in a gay bashing incident in a bar. Right. Whereas in the movie, M night is like very, no ambiguity. Yeah, very 100%. Although him. he does hold off on that reveal. Yeah. But then again, but my then, boy M night is all about the reveal. Yeah. Yes. That, so. He, he yeah. Like, like, so not a real spoiler at a certain point, Andrew gets free. And when he gets free, he runs to the body, checks the ID and is like, see, I fucking told you. Yeah. Which to me is so funny. Cause in the book that by never doing that, it does leave it ambiguous and it makes you go, is he being, is he just imagining things? Is he like under so much stress yeah. that, but you know, you're never quite sure, but it never puts you sort of, it, it never puts much doubt on the invaders. Whereas in the movie at that point, I was like, this is all fucked. This is all yeah. like, these guys are crazy. He should just blow them all away. Yeah. That like truly at that moment, it like, it, it put more doubt into mind than just about anything in the book as it was being supposed to be played ambiguous in the book. Like yeah. I almost think that uh, to the book's detriment in terms of ambiguity, it would have been stronger to have him go, oh, nope, I found his ID. Yeah. And he is the guy who attacked me. Because that really, for about 10 minutes, I was like, oh, this could go the other way. Right. Well, that's the thing. The, the book doesn't, like, even though its premise is, like, very sort of, like, tense, like, tense chamber drama, like, yeah. like, doesn't, like, seems like it should just be, like, a, a pressure cooker the whole time. It's full of, like, weird little bits of gallows humor, like weird yeah. little thing. So it like, doesn't, it doesn't maintain the same attempt at like constant tension. Like Shyamalan is doing like he, he basically cuts all like even gallows humor. He just cuts it. And it's just like, like people being as earnest right. in either direction as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, like in the book, I really like the dinner scene that they all have like that forced, like nighttime dinner scene they have. And, so, yeah. and in the movie, they just cut, Straight to the day. And they're like, okay, next question. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because, like, in the book, they at least address, like, peeing. And they, yeah, don't, they right. don't address that. Like, that seems like a perfect moment yeah. for, like, awkwardness. And and in the movie, it's just like, if we move fast enough, people will forget that peeing is a thing. It's a yeah. thing that uh, has to happen over 18 hours. Right. <laughs> and also, like, speaking again, there's a really great thing. So, so because the first scene we've had is the connection between Wen and Leonard, the big guy. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a really nice scene... The first night, where they, um, where like Len when and Leonard talk because they can't sleep, and like oh, Leonard, yeah, yeah. Leonard admits, like we're getting these visions, and it's a vision from God, and immediately right. he's like, I shouldn't say God, they'll yeah. think I'm a nut bar, right? But it's also the kind of thing is like, well, are you a nut bar, dude? Yeah. yeah. If you think God is sending you visions of, of well, no, so he is. The movie says he is. <laughs> 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 Definitively, yes. yes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that that and the dinner scene are like, well, the thing is, like what Tyler was saying, it's like uh, uh, the book is more concerned with subtlety and like I would say maybe even dread, whereas the, the movie itself is all about just like how can I make this a tense moment, whether or not, what whatever that means for the characterization and what's going on between them, their dynamic. I just want to make my Hitchcock tense scene, which is what he's always great at. It's like I get it, but it's like. Kind of to the detriment sometimes, I feel like, yeah. in, in the movie itself. Yeah, I agree. Like, um, I don't, 
if talking about what happens to the four of them, like, would you consider that a spoiler? Should I be like spoiler? Well, I think we already kind of dipped into it. We kind of like skipped over the first death. Yes, actually. So, so we 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 missed some of the crucial context. Semi, well, yeah, semi spoilers. So what happens is they're like we the four four people are like we cannot harm you. Mm-hmm. You have to choose to make yourself a sacrifice. Yeah. But if you don't make the choice, we will sacrifice one of our own, and then a plague of some kind yeah. will befall the earth, and it'll start Armageddon. Yeah, they act as kind of like <clears throat> keys to releasing Armageddon, basically, or locks. Like every time one of them dies, like a lock is removed. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and but getting back to your point about Shyamalan, it, it reminded me a little bit. Speaking of another adaptation of the adaptation of Scott Pilgrim versus the world, Mm -hmm. which is that sets up there's, is it seven X's? Mm -hmm. Seven deadly. Yeah. Seven X's. And the problem is like, which I'm just not realizing is seven deadly sins. I think it's supposed to be. Oh my God. Oh my God. Revelation right here. You heard it. You heard it here first. But, But like, but like in that, like the great thing about that series is that like you, like each there's like each of the six parts has an, has a night because it's seven X's, but six parts of that, of that fake manga is that, um, there's so much story and like, like it would make a nice little, like six episode show or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the movie base basically has to be like, what's the plot? All right. He fights seven people. Boom, boom, boom. And like, and like we lose a lot of shading and it's just like, boom, boom, boom. So basically Shyamalan is like, all right, I gotta think of the way that these four people are dying and I gotta get my, this guy gets sacrificed, this guy gets sacrificed, this lady gets sacrificed, etc. Yeah. And, like, that becomes a different spine because I think when you're sitting, then you're just kind of, like, biding time. So you don't get the scene at dinner. You don't mm-hmm. get the scene at night because you're just like, well, we got to see the, them once again be like, no, fuck you. And then it's like, all right. It also gotta... means you don't get the follow-up scene to the opening grasshopper conversation. Which I couldn't oh, believe they left out. I was like, when I read that in the yes. book, I was like, oh yeah, they did forget their own metaphor that they set up in this movie. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Isn't there's, that wild? <laughs> there's, a, there's a moment late in the book where, well, mid, middle of the book, I guess, yeah. uh, where when like freaks out and is like, oh shoot, yeah. the seven grasshoppers we put in that jar have been sitting out in the sun. Yeah. They're probably dead. My great thematic opening. What yes. happened to it? Yes. yes. And they just... Which in the, ignore yeah. the as soon well, as, there's no time. You know, as soon as, no every, time. as soon as everybody goes in the house, like no one thinks about grasshoppers yeah. again. Nobody well, they're it. too busy drastically re-altering the movie at the halfway point. Well, also, so the 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 um, this is v- vaguely more spoilery, but like also like there are flashbacks in the film that relate to the book, but like definitely put a certain focus on the forming of the family. So the relationship between Eric and Andrew yeah. and then their adoption of when. In fact, the gay bashing scene where Redmond yeah. uh, hits um, Andrew, Andrew in the head with yeah. a beer bottle. In the book, he's just hanging out with a friend. Yeah. But in the in the movie, it is literally they're having a discussion about like, do you think we're ready to be adoptive parents? Yeah. Bash. Yeah. You know, so it's like Well, I think it's like it's doing the classic movie thing where it's like it's gotta merge a few things yeah. to make it work it, it, faster. It cuts to the quick. Yeah. Certainly. In fact, I kind of really like his like montage of like working through that hate yes. in the movie. Yes. I like that version maybe even a little bit more than yeah. the flashbacks well, in the book. I agree. That that is because it's like movie, a weaponized version the, of like this, this yeah. thing yeah. brought me to this point and this is why I am the way I am now. And it's like a great visual way of showing you that. 
Yeah, because in the book, it's it's basically that he's he's from Vermont, so he's always sort of like been like a little survivalist. Yeah, he's known about guns. He's been a fighter, or whatever. Yeah. But in the movie, it's literally after this gay bashing thing, he's like, "All right, no, I need to I, I, I need, need to be fucking tough." Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is great, and I think that yeah. really that does really work. And I think like again, it, I, I, I you're right. They cut to the quick of. It's a classic book to movie sort of adaptation right. move, where it's just like, yeah, it has to. It, we can't spend yeah. uh, four pages talking about this sports. Yeah, bar it's literally someone books. being like, these two scenes are similar. Let me just merge them together, put, right? Put it yeah. together, and it's like we, we don't have to worry. About <laughs> and someone's the, like, oh yeah, I guess that the works. hockey bar that's across from the old TG Garden in right. Boston. Which I do. Do we know? Is I because I, every M Night movie's in Philly, right? Did he move this to Philly? Do we think it's Philly? All right, like all the ones. Well, then why keep the Boston accent? Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah, I'm from Medford, Massachusetts. Medford, yeah. Massachusetts. Anyway, I was always like, is this Philly? It's got to be right. Philly. And that's oh, big maybe, Philly guy. Maybe the scene in the movie where they're like, like their parents come over. Mm. Yeah. Maybe which that... which I was surprised to learn is flipped. In in the book, it's in the book. I believe it's it's uh, Eric's parents. And in the movie, it's Andrew's parents that are right. like, mm, we don't approve of this. Yeah, I mean, he definitely, again, also, like, synthesizes their things into, like, Andrew is now, like, right. the guy who's going to defend It his seems family. like they're giving all the trauma to Andrew. Yeah. I guess, well, you know what, I guess to propel his changes to the ending. Right. Which exactly. makes which a lot of sense. is now. total. And then yeah. Eric is all about love and hoping that that will eventually, and then together yeah. they're this, like, yeah, exactly, yeah. Which, which works. I mean, it does really work for the movie. Yeah. Again, I think the movie, you're right, it removes a lot of the shading, but, like, as an exercise in genre. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this is like fire and Well, I was I was gonna say earlier when we we're talking about adaptations, I was also gonna bring up uh, Annihilation, uh, which is a book that I absolutely love, and a movie that I actually really like too. And they vary quite wildly, and I I kind of want to um, the, which is why I brought up the point of why I, I'm glad I saw this movie first is that I don't know if I would have had an open mind when seeing this movie if I had read that book first. So now I'm kind of in this quandary of like I like them both. For very different reasons, and I'm having a hard time realizing which one is better. I got, I'm still gonna, I'm gonna formulate that point at some point, but so, like, yeah, I'm we, not sure yet. Yeah, we, honestly, we haven't formalized our thing, but like, I think maybe at the end, it's got to be like, did you like the movie? Yes, no. Did you like the book? Yes, no. Mm -hmm. Which was better? Which and is I, better? So we got that. We got to keep. Yeah. I also don't know if I'm decided yet. I, we're right. gonna decide Cause live because there, there's there's <laughs> definitely on air. That's right. There's definitely. It's just like such a different tactic. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is, should there be like a mark where we're like, let's let's really get into it, or do you think we're deep enough that we can? Let's just start. Let's just start chopping it yeah. up right now. Well, so okay. I got to know what is it about seeing the movie first? If you'd finished the book first, why would you have been less open minded going to the movie? I that that's interesting to me. I my when I read a book and I imagine characters a certain way. And I see someone else's interpretation of that character. It's almost always like, mm, I don't know if I would have done that. Mm. I don't know why you made that change. Like the, the, the writer brain in me comes out and it's like, why would they change that thing? It worked fine in the book. I don't understand. So I think I would be too caught up in looking at the changes than just mm -hmm. kind of like accepting it and seeing how the story goes. Interesting. I actually kind of feel similarly, but yeah. I don't think I would have thought that going into this movie necessarily. Or at least having yeah. like done it, having gone through the same way. Like I think having read both, I'm like, yeah. I mean, I always hate watching. You track the change; it's distracting. Like if you're yeah. seeing a movie of a book you really like, it's always like, oh, they moved this around, they did this. Actually, Miami Blues is a movie that I, or a book I read, and then I just watched the movie, and I was like, oh, I infinitely 
prefer the book because right. it does so there's there's just things you can do in a book that you can't do in a movie like True. we'll talk about later yeah uh or all later. very evident in this yeah movie. very evident things you just cannot do um but yeah. at the same time i think like this one it, it did make it easier i guess to just be like they stand on their own and i enjoy them both independently yeah yes well th- that's the thing is like not getting into the the meat or the the, the nitty-gritty the major change the like what the mm-hmm. fuck moment um I think that the movie is interesting in the way it characterizes everybody. Like everybody's characterized just a little bit differently than it is in the book. I um, they're, I fi- they're kind of turned up a little bit more. But also like um, like uh, Sabrina, the the nurse character, mm, who we weren't yeah. really talking. So like when they first come in, we haven't even talked about this. So when they first come in. Um, they have to force their way in the four the four people who've mm-hmm. had visions, and they end up fighting with the couple. And Eric hits the deck and gets a concussion. Yeah. And so Sabrina, the nurse, like kind of patches him up a little bit, but it's not great. And he's got a, he's concussed for the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, which which when we're getting point of view stuff in the book is really strong and really interesting. Yeah. And it, that's one of the things I actually kind of miss in the movie is like it's because like when it just cuts to that character in the movie is just kind of like, because you can't really yeah. Yeah, yeah. do so much. <laughs> yeah. But, but with her, like I kept having the vision of the actor in my head because honestly, and this might reflect Tremblay's sort of like distaste for the home invaders. I felt like she wasn't defined really at all for most yeah. of the book. Yeah. Apart from she's they're, a nurse. They're mostly defined by their overarching archetypes and their clothing they wear, like the color yes. coding of their, which turns yeah. out is very important to him, according to his afterward. Yes. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, this is, yes. Yeah, well, that was the thing that was, uh, <laughs> that was the thing that was funny was when it said something about like the four horsemen of the apocalypse, the, yeah. the, the, uh, what was it? The white horse, the pale horse, the yeah. red, anyhow. And I was like, oh, right. He said something about Redmond wearing red mm-hmm. and yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they're, yeah. He's like, yeah. Which, can, no, I, can, the four, I, can I, the can I admit something thing. real quick? Yeah. It was, I would say, embarrassingly late in the movie when I realized that they were the four horsemen. Like I, <laughs> and, 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 and that point was during the credits. Uh, Wait, or no, no, not during the credits. No, it, it was during the moment where they actually explained it. Yeah, I would yeah, be yeah. so worried yeah, for yeah. you if that was the moment. I'd be like, did were you hit on the? Were you also hit on the head yes, during yes, this yes. movie? Was, no, no, I was concussed during the movie. Yes, yes. <laughs> Cause, but, cause, and I had an angel buddy point. next to me the whole time. It's so hard. That, that's one thing that I, I, yeah. I like that I think is better in the book than the movie is that at least in the book it's just like they're the four horsemen. Like, don't worry about it. One's red. One's what? What? Because like. M Knight is like, well, I have to explain who they are, and it's right. like one was a was a teacher, one yeah. was a caregiver, one was, it's like, which is clearly is an M Knight touch, yo, yeah. big time, big time. That is by far the most, yeah, that is the most him thing. In the that's movie probably that the moment in the movie that I hated the most. <laughs> a thousand, it was yeah. awful. I truly, hated it's like that. he got rid of all of his love, like uh, love, my love for him yeah. after that beautiful cameo. Oh, that was with great. that like truly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The fried chicken thing yes. on, on the on the shopping network. Hands down, his best cameo. <laughs> Maybe top, top top runner for like top five best cameos of all time. It was really phenomenal. Uh, it was really phenomenal. So I was yeah. like, you know, this, that was brilliant. And then that moment, which also, you know, I must admit, I was also like, oh yeah, they're the four horsemen. But I was mad that he was 
right to explain it to a dumb person like me. Yeah. But I was also bummed that it was in the movie at all because I could have figured it out. Yeah, I'm sure. It was something Probably. about that whole <laughs> like it's the extreme close up on like Eric's face as they're like spinning around in a circle together. And like it's just yeah. so, and then literally cutting away to things that the people did. Yes, while they were it's, alive. it was a who done it moment. It, it, it's, it's like what? Insane. This is a different was, genre. All of a sudden, it was so like oh, it was so ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing is like, like Tremblay doesn't give them that much backstory, and like, like Shyamalan is like, what if the crazy chef is a mom? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, but that, so yeah, but that, that's also because of. The sacrifices, which, as yeah. I as I sort of said, like we like the spine as essentially becomes like the 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 three family members keep saying no, yeah. And so then naturally the four horsemen have to sacrifice each other. And I'll tell you what, I kind of had to put the book down after. Yeah. So Redmond, who nobody likes, especially in the in the book, yeah. they just keep saying like. Yeah, sorry, man. He, maybe he was the guy that gave asked you because we fucking hated that yeah, guy. Yeah. He was bad. He was awful. We did not know <laughs> about that, they, bro. They specifically say that when they start messaging, he would be like, they would ask us what we were wearing. He made yeah. crude jokes. He sucked. We <laughs> yeah. hated him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but like the description in the book is so brutal. Like yeah. like yeah. like not and the, from multiple perspectives. Like mm, a huge yeah. Rashomon moment of violence, and I was like, man, this is yeah. It was it was a bit much for me as well. And but and then just the capper of Tremblay describing our our giant hulking Leonard coming in and sledgehammering his chest to a, a bloody pool in yeah. the middle. I was just like, oh boy. Yeah. No wonder it was not nearly like like yeah. like M Night doesn't shy away from like he he makes sure everyone gets sacrificed real good, but it's yeah. like always just off screen yeah. or like just quick enough that like yeah. it's a cutaway. Um, and, I, and I will say, this is the rare moment in which the movie is a little more subtle than the book. Because in the book, it's pretty explicit that they are, become, they are kind of entering like a hive mind. They're not mm. all themselves when the ritualized murders happen. Yeah. And in the movie, it's like they kind of are stilted, but it's not really explored. They're not explicitly said. They're like, yeah. oh, I wasn't myself. Right. Whereas yeah, they I go into no that in great or... detail in the book. Yeah. Yeah. And um, especially when Sabrina like goes through her and and, and the person yeah. and uh, Eric, the, the father with the uh, concussion, it's much more like in the in the book talking about him seeing an extra figure made of light. Yes. When the first murder happens and like him being like, I know I'm concussed. I know it might be a hallucination, but I think I saw a figure made of light. Yeah. Join yeah. them during mm-hmm. the, the first murder. And like M Night basically is like glimmer. Yeah. And like <laughs> right. maybe you saw that, maybe you didn't. There's possibly yeah. a figure in there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He also describes in detail like feeling the presence of another yeah. person in the room, which is also like he's again, also to... much more religious in the book. Yes. Which yeah. gives that a lot more context why he's willing to believe that. Whereas I guess that's another example of the movie being like. Nah, just be subtle on this one, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's just sort of general spiritual. Yeah, he just sort of you know? believes it instantly, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, we got woozy concussion guy and yeah. like angry dad. Right. And then like little girl who kind of like disappears until the plot needs her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, so Which makes just... sense now, yeah. knowing the deviation. Because I was wondering through the movie, in case you're wondering, there's, there's a moment in this movie where like basically Wynn is just in the background. Like, not yeah. doing anything, and I always wondered why, and it's because of this major deviation 
from the book, which I think we should just all right. We should so just ma- get into. So the biggest spoiler, the big what the fuck moment. So it's basically I was... right. Yeah, we should do like the the gun chase scene because that's when it that's when it pivots. Yeah. So yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. So I did not read that. I read this last because because I had to work and stuff. So I read this last. I literally texted these guys last night and I was like, <laughs> "This is what fucking happens," and yeah. they both. Like independently text back, yup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we planned it, we could not believe it ourselves. Uh, yeah. But yeah, okay. So set up, set up. What's happening? Is is um, the the two fathers the whole time have just been like you know trying to loosen the ropes, trying to yes. loosen the ropes, trying to loosen the ropes. Classic home invasion stuff. They're they're waiting for their opening, and the Andrew sees his opening. It's a little bit different in the book and in the movie, but the basic thing is that he goes to his car where his gun is held in his safe. And once he gets to his car, uh, um, he struggles with Sabrina, and she kind of, like, more, like, in the book itself, gets kind of taken over a little bit by this entity that, you know, may or may not exist. Uh, They struggle a little bit. He gets the gun. He fires off at her. She runs away. He goes back in. And at this point, it's him and Leonard versus... uh, Adrian is the other... Is age yeah a, no it's yeah. Adrian Adrian is going against uh, Eric oh Eric yes 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 yeah and then well so oh, and that's the other thing too yeah. is Eric is whooping ass in the book yeah, as yeah, well he's, he's like yeah, holds, yeah. holding Wayne in one punches, arm and like punching bam, punching bam, and he's, bam, yeah. he's got the chair still attached to his, his leg, leg. Yeah. and it's so, so funny because yeah. like in my head I'm picturing the actor in the film who's just like a sweet yeah sweet concussed man yeah. well like, you know when you push a man so far <laughs> yeah, he's uh, swinging. <laughs> yeah, they're more. I mean, they, there's some deviation, but they're more or less the same. It's just a struggle for dominance and power and control of the situation. Where it gets different is in the book, Andrew and Leonard get into like a wrestling match, essentially wrestling for the gun, and the gun goes off in the book and kills their daughter, Win. Yeah, from the yeah. point of view of Win in the yes. book, which is the most maybe disturbing yeah. thing. Yeah, about I think it. her ending line is she felt nothing or thought nothing at all. Yeah, after no, that. yeah, when it was like, saw and, 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 and at nothing. that moment, yeah, when never saw again, never heard again, never yeah. felt again. It was like, what? Yeah, yeah. And then I text these guys and yeah. like, yup, yep. It 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 is uh, insane swing. It is yeah. it is yeah. yeah. And obviously, the first thing when you make a Hollywood film, you're like, okay, we don't murder the child. Sure. Yes. In the in the like end of Act Two or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but which, I think what makes it interesting is that the the book itself is all about or the book and the movie to that point are all about choice and sacrifice. In the book, they kind of take the choice and the sacrifice away from them entirely, and it just becomes about like. Can we go on after this point? Yeah, Can right. we survive this impossible thing? Yeah. What does that mean for our lives? Like Armageddon is sort of like not truly the focus at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah just, Whereas in the movie, like, no, it's still about the Armageddon. It's still out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, that's the thing that's so funny is like I was like, oh, did M Night make up all this stuff about the various news broadcasts and where it's like, no, the book just crams it in at the end because it doesn't care about that shit yeah. anymore. Yeah. But yeah, M Night yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. let me parcel it out. Yeah. There's airplanes falling from the sky there's tsunamis there's but like but like that's supposed to be like the foretelling is like see it could be real it could really be the apocalypse yeah and by the point when is dead and we're learning this it's kind of like who fucking cares yeah yeah. it doesn't matter really yeah yeah yeah. because when is dead our fucking daughter that is the that is the apocalypse to them right right yeah that's their daughter measurable amount of grief truly from that point on and it yeah it and so that's that's when I'm glad that I saw the movie first because exactly. if I had read the book 
And then I would be like, wait, why is he, why is Shyamalan doing all these flashbacks that are about the relationship between the two dads? Like there's Mm -hmm. so much about their bond. Yeah. Because what Shyamalan is still making is a movie about sacrifice. Yeah. Like he's, he's making signs again. He's like, he's like, this is a movie about sacrifice. This is a movie about loss. This is about the things that we must do to serve a greater good, to serve maybe the Lord. Right. Yeah. Um, Which is, you know, going back to everything Um, that this is a Shyamalan greatest hit. Kind Um, of. Yeah. Yeah. But, but Tremblay explicitly is like, no, this is about picking up the pieces after your personal apocalypse. And maybe, and maybe they're not going to make it, you know, five minutes after the end of the book. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but Shyamalan is like, um, no, one of the fathers has to kill the other father. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 100 is <laughs> like, the no, no, only girl, way. Girl stays alive, one of these yeah. fathers has to die, die. and and genuinely, uh, like, end of the apocalypse. The apocalypse, <laughs> yes. yes. Right. Uh, which is, I mean... Which is why Wynn has nothing to do in the movie, because, like, yeah. there's literally no scenes for her anymore. They're just kind of yeah. keeping her around. Yeah. Well, that's like, even so you are saying, like, her grasshopper freakout could have easily slid into the movie they still could have done it they forgot because they, they have her <laughs> or they out. cut it or they cut it out I don't they know. do like have a nod nod moment where she where he uh daddy eric is like hey do you remember what you did at thanksgiving which was flipping out about paddington and then she flips out about paddington and it's like have her flip out about the fucking grasshoppers it's in the book yeah but so th- <laughs> and that's really the last thing she does until the very very end i guess yeah, yeah. but i will say this like as i said uh after you and i alan left the theater when is given like the most devastating line in the movie, but I think maybe I don't want to. I don't want to like get that much, uh, or should I? Should yeah, I just get say into it? it. Okay, search your feelings. So eventually, what pays off is that the more religious husband, Eric, the one who's concussed, who might not be, you know, might be fuzzy, but you know what? He's he's like, you know what? I'm sure that yeah. there's a future. With you and our daughter, and you will raise her yeah. to be a great woman, and you will have that life. And I... And honestly, a very sweet, tender scene. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. Shyamalan didn't do a bad job. Yeah, no, no it's a great I, scene. I think it really he made It's a wild it, choice, it, it but really it's... It really works. He made a it different... It still kind of works. He yeah. made a different movie, but he did yeah. a great job. Yeah. yeah. Um, and eventually, Eric mm-hmm. has to be like, okay, Andrew, you have to kill me. I am willingly taking the sacrifice. I will be the sacrifice. And Andrew does it. Andrew goes to find Wen, who he's told to like run off to a tree house. He goes into the tree house. Wen is there with her head down and she just looks up and she says, did daddy Eric save the world? Yes. And I'm getting a little goosebumpy right now because it's absolutely shit. Absolutely. Holy shit. Um, God, Shyamalan. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, the guy yeah. can, the guy, I mean, it works. It yeah. absolutely fucking works. Did I tear up in the movie theater? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. maybe. And, and it was I mean, a brutal scene. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, if. <sighs> and honestly, a great way to talk someone into sacrificing you, being like, hey, the future is still going to happen without me. It's going to be rough, but it's still going to be beautiful. But only if you do this one thing for me. Right. Yeah. Which, so, because also I've looked up some Paul Tremblay stuff after this, and he's like, that to me is so much darker than yeah. my ending. Right. In which he 
fucking shoots a kid in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Paul Tremblay doesn't yeah. put himself in he the novel. He personally yeah. says, me, author Paul Tremblay, run in, grab I, a gun, yeah. and blow this girl. I think that's what, actually the funniest thing in his <laughs> notes at the end. Yeah. So so the paperback edition has this, quote, PS section where he's got all of his like little bullet point notes on each thing. His, his comment at the end of that chapter is just, Poor when, as yeah. though he had nothing to do with it. He's got no. He's got a. He's got a funny little sense of humor in his yeah. little afterward. Um, I think it's more brutal. I think it's maybe. I, th- I don't know. I honestly don't know. I think it is brutal because it's like shooting a kid. But it's such a. It's such an abrasive thing. But the actual ending of having to actually make that sacrifice choice. Yeah. But at least is, you can is, rationalize that in yeah. some level. Whereas, like, truly in the book, and they get into it that it's like. They know it's an accident. Like Leonard and the, uh, and uh, Andrew both have to like grapple with the fact that they've and they both blame themselves. Both blame themselves, yeah. and will probably never be able to get over that anyway. I mean, yeah. Leonard's dead, but uh, and then and like and alert, if you're Leonard the, gets uh, killed. And Leonard is is killed. If they change that as well, another but, beautiful scene. Oh with, my yeah. god, yeah. Batista gets such a great monologue oh in the god. movie. Yeah, but it's keep, so good. keep keep going. Yeah, but anyway, it's like I, I just it's hard to believe that like at least you can rationalize that you've saved humanity. When you've sacrificed your partner, or again, also you, you the person being sacrificed, and you the person doing the sacrifice, is like our daughter will live, which yeah. I think is ultimately like I think what M Night is sort of driving at is that yeah. like someone is willing to even beyond the idea of saving humanity is like I will save my daughter's life. Right. When push comes to shove, if like if if M Night felt like he had to tell his wife to do that to him, I think he's like you could do it. Right. You could kill well, me. Yeah, going which, which feels yeah. slightly more hopeful than just like. Neither of us are gonna like our our daughter's been killed. I'm gonna ho- grapple with that guilt for the rest of my life, which right. could be five minutes or the rest of the world. But yeah. we refuse to cause each other any more pain, which is yeah. sort of the ultimate choice at the end of the movie, uh, book. Well, here's the thing that I wonder about seeing the film first versus reading the book is that I think Tremblay is trying to shave off so many details. He's trying to keep it so ambiguous and confusing. And make the choices like seem less is that I think <clears throat> I think it seems it seems in the movie that we've been given where we're given a little more three dimensional characters, it just seems selfish the choice that's made in the book. Right. But the book is still kept so fuzzy that it's like, well, we don't know. Yeah. And yeah. he and he leaves it with we as I said, like maybe five pa- you know, five minutes after they walk away from the last page of the book, total blackness, everyone dies you know annihilation yeah um but well it's like an extra wrinkle in the book in that there's this whole thing of like hey i know when got killed but i don't think that counts as the sacrifice so you gotta you still gotta kill one of the other yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. which is very you know, the more I think about it, his is way darker. It's the book way is way dark. darker. Yeah, yeah, him, yeah. Darker. Him, him thinking because that, that his is is the less the double down brutal. choices. Yeah. yeah, his his choice is so much more brutal. <laughs> it's it's so yeah. much more it's brutal. Insane. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, and so and then to just kind of I guess really put a bow on what the book, how the book ends, is then like so Leonard is killed first by Sabrina, which is flipped in the movie, like yeah. which is also different for in different ways where Sabrina is actually like shot by Andrew in the movie, which right. in the book is Adrian. And so then Sabrina lives in the book to then kill Leonard and then she's the last horseman to sacrifice yeah. herself. Yeah, because so all right. Cause in the movie Adrian, she's this quirky chef yeah. who at one point is like, you know, I have a kid and he loves to eat mac pancakes. and cheese or whatever. Yeah. Oh pancakes, yeah. right, right. Pancakes. Yeah. And like 
And like, it's like, is she full of shit? Does she really have a kid? And she no, gets the sac- movie's gonna she, let you know. And yeah, she yeah, gets yeah. yeah, she gets sacrificed like the others. She's put in the ritual, you know, ritual formation. Puts on the white mask, and then we see them like put a fucking club through her head and mm-hmm. cut, you know, quick cut away. Um, and then later, like, like, um, is it Andrew discovers the picture yeah. of her and her yeah. son? And yeah. It's like, yep, yep, yep. It's like, yeah, they weren't ins- lying. It's an insane moment in the movie as well. And yeah. just being like, but you it, have to know all these things these people said are true. Here's her nurse's badge. Here's yeah. his but, appointment. But, but, but it doesn't really card. matter because they already know for sure that the Armageddon is... is been averted it's yeah. been averted yes exactly so yeah. it's like you don't need double double proof it was very like we, it was double dipping it's like sure. of course they weren't lying they were trying to save their own lives which which yeah. it also is so crazy because in the movie it's like she literally brings like a framed photo of her son or something in yeah. the, and leaves it in the car as if like in this day and age she was just like wouldn't be that wouldn't be like her phone lock screen or something right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 I, I bought this printed frame yeah. photo and I'm leaving it perfectly in the back seat of my yeah, truck the fact that it was framed is hilarious it's a little um, weird <laughs> but I, I do like the choice I do I do like the choice of swapping it so that Batista is the one yes. that dies last because he's kind yeah, of the de facto leader yeah, exactly. he's the most well, gentle of all of them and he's the most troubled by everything so definitely. him Essentially, being like, "Look, I'm gonna take my own life," and I think you guys got a few minutes after that to fix all of this. But I'll leave it to you, and I just want to die in peace because yeah. I'll be gone now. Yeah, which I, th- I think was definitely an easy yeah. choice to make because you don't. I mean, in the book, you don't get much from Sabrina, and in the movie, I well, think you get less. but that, that's so. the thing is. So what I was gonna say is, so Adrian in the movie, she's definitely she's quirky, but she's definitely a mom. Whereas in the book, she basically turns into a feral creature yeah. Yeah. who's about to like stab. She has double state knives. But it makes more sense in the books because they they go way into more detail about something overriding their personalities. Mm, Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And that's part of Sabrina's whole ending monologue thing is her struggle with like knowing that that is true and trying to fight it anyways and being like, fuck, I can't fight it. I'm so sorry. The sound in the fury section. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Total Faulkner. I mean, you know, fine, rip off Faulkner. I, hey, yeah, it's whatever. a good guy to rip off. You know? <laughs> yeah. so, so eventually, right, so in the book... Well, Sabrina's, there's a lot of homages in the book. Come yeah, on. well, that's I also know, true. I know. But I was yeah. just... I think it was more that I was just, like, so pleased that I got it. I was like, oh, I get this reference. <laughs> it's the sound of the fairy reference. And here's your cookie. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you so much. Yeah, Thank you. Uh, but basically, she's the last one left in the book. It becomes a thing where she kills herself and then leaves leaves him with the same thing of like I think you have like five minutes yeah, yeah. like you can either decide to, to sacrifice one or the other or I guess the apocalypse is coming she kills herself and then they both make the decision we will not do anything to hurt each other again yeah. well because because yeah. that's the yeah. thing is with with Leonard basically precipitating the death of Wen in the book it so drastically changes who that character is yeah. like yeah. he seems like an authority he's the one who's sort of vaguely been put in charge by the you know the visions everyone's been having and he just like crumbles and and like loses all authority yeah which also like in the book him being like 24 years old like i think that's something too is like oh yeah you never you were a 24 year old who just happened to be a a big fucking lunkhead yeah Yeah. um but like dave batista has such gravity and what like that he has to be the presence that takes us through the whole movie and like also he was just so up for the up for it yeah like, he's so good he's yeah i mean like it's stupid to be like dave batista for oscars 2024 but like 
he no he he, he deserves it. something. Yeah, he's, he's so good he, in this movie. The moment where he's describing because like he's his well I, a moment I loved in the movie which I him guess and they, Eric and Andrew I think uh, are yeah an MVP triangle. Yeah, yeah. Andrew's fucking he was yeah. really good. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, is the moment I remember the, no actor's name yeah, apart sadly. from Rupert Grant and Dave Bautista. Well, Sorry. we're talking about characterization, not the people. <laughs> that's right? true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Uh, the moment only where, the work matters. Yes, that's only the work. The moment where Leonard is describing that he like works with youths, like endangered youths, and mm-hmm. is like the sound of their laughter, and I was like, "Holy shit, Batista yeah, is just brutal. in the fucking zone right now." Yeah, it's, yeah. And again, they do a great job, and I, I guess it's kind of in the book, but in the movie, I feel like it's like they're also like, "We want you to get to know us." Yeah, I so, was gonna say. I think it goes back to Justin's point of like. No, we're going to humanize the attackers. Yeah. We want you to feel bad for everyone involved. Right. Nobody wants yeah. to be doing this. Let's and which Shyamalan's like an empathetic filmmaker. He yeah. like wants you to feel for. Yeah, it absolutely works. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, and yeah, so they all have to explain, with like, the exception of maybe Adrian. Yeah, uh, in both versions, I was like, <laughs> yeah. mm. they, they <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But but that almost Sabrina, oh, I get. Yeah, Adrian, but, I don't know. But, but yeah. also, like now looking at the material, like it almost feel like that's a conscious Shyamalan choice to be like, what if I make her annoying and you're kind of like, I don't feel so bad, but then afterwards you're like. Oh, but she was a mom. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, she, like, I, like I, is, I'm not like, even sure is... if it's purposeful that she's supposed to be. I think she's supposed to be manic. I'd like. I'd yeah. Like but that comes across quirky. as annoying. Well, I, it does. Maybe. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a good yeah. point. Like, because because it it is also one of those things. Like, is this Shyamalan's because in the book she has like humor? wild swings. Yeah. Where she it seems like some sort of like manic thing or episode she has yeah. in the book, whereas like that's. Translating that into visuals makes it look like the person's insane sometimes. Well, she she again, she tried her best. She has the first moment in the movie where I literally was like, you know, this thing is working, working, working. And then I rolled my eyes so hard. She has some line about how like, yeah, I'm not worried about them. I'm worried about this door. And I was like, like Which is in the book, but yeah, it comes across really it just, weird. It hit lands with a thud in the movie, yeah. and I was like, oh boy, oh, okay. Because uh, bears, yeah, door. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if she says the bears. Well, that's also kind of a holdover from the gallows humor of the characters in the book, yeah. which they largely omitted. Yes. for the right. movie itself so yeah. it really totally doesn't fit the only moment with her that i really enjoyed and i felt like it was actually the only human moment from her and all of them in the film in the film yes was her going like i'm gonna be honest with you i'm like next on the chopping block so yeah do me a favor here sacrifice one <laughs> look yourself we can so just I don't get this in the butt yeah, please like just uh, <laughs> yeah. do me a favor i don't want to get bashed up like that guy yeah uh, I, which i felt was like kind of an interesting yeah place. they're mostly resigned to it yeah where she really kind of struggles in the yeah. movie, which I thought was kind of an interesting. Whereas it's Sabrina that struggles the most in the book. Yes. Yeah. Right. Where she's like, she's I like was, struggling with didn't want to do it. And then next thing I know, I'm on a cab Yeah. Like I just literally blacked out. Well, and they also yeah. purposely set her up as like either atheist or agnostic. Yeah. So it's definitely a struggle for her to believe that someone more powerful than her is like yeah. In, behind the wheel, Jesus behind the wheel. There, yeah. I did also. Think, I did also think, like, like obviously it's whatever. But I did think it was funny that, like, in the book, they're dropping specific LA references to be like, I was in line at In and Out Burger. Yeah, yeah. I turned the radio to K Rock, and yeah. I'm like, come on. Right, I was blasting yeah, K Rock all weird, the sure. way home. Well, but actually, actually, that that's the thing too. Is like the was it 
was it Adrian who was like, oh, this we're looking at the video of Oregon, and that's the Goonies house getting oh, like yeah. hit by the tsunami. Yeah, yeah, the book is way more dense with references, which I'm like, <laughs> yeah. it's usually the other way around. This is interesting. It was I preferred her just going, I saw that pointy rock. And yeah. I was like, much better. Right. Yeah. Rather much than better. being like, oh, that's the Goonies house. I saw that in a vision. Oh no. Which is yeah. meant to be like Andrew going, like, oh, it's she just knows it from the Goonies movie. Right. That's it's it meant to be another yes. But it doesn't really I would say in both the movie and the book, Andrew's like unwillingness to believe that any of this is happening at a certain point becomes fairly unbelievable in yeah. both versions where I'm like the evidence though it the, is, yeah. the well, evidence well, though and that's the great thing in the in the book is literally where he like bashes the TV because he's kind of like the TV's giving you un- like, yeah. like yeah. this is the evidence yeah. he's like Unbiased. I do not see that yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do not see that I break TV now yeah <laughs> I will say that was probably the biggest thing in terms of having watched the movie before I finished the book is that it truly did color my like reading of it being like, well, so the apocalypse is real. Like I, right. even, even as it's supposed to be ambiguous in the book, I'm like, I was just operating under like, well, yeah. I think it's real. And yeah. you know. well, I guess that's a question. Do you think I, I think in the book, it's still supposed to be fairly plausible that it is the apocalypse, especially the way Eric describes like him sort of feeling yeah. like, yeah. Which, which again, it could be like, could this be the concussion? But like, it feels like no, he's being spiritually guided by right. something. Yeah, so, I think both both properties are like, no, this is real. It's I, just their reaction to it. And I think the movie was like, well, if it's real, let's lean into it. Yeah, I think that's the movie's choice. And like, give these people who are doing this an equally shitty thing, yeah. like some some time. And I well, I don't yeah. know. By the end of the book, it's like the skies grew dark and there's yeah. like rain clouds and shit. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's pretty apocalyptic. I would imagine yeah, <laughs> that's right. kind of how I'd feel about it. Well, it's like yeah. literally like lightning of death in the yeah. movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Whereas in the book, it's uh, still like, oh, it's kind of cloudy. The clouds are weird, but it could, could just be, be a weird day. Weird I don't clouds. know. Right. Well, and also I think in the book, they only say something like when the planes are flying out, falling out of the sky is like seven, like seven confirmed. Yeah. Well, then where, he shatters where, the TV. Right. Yeah, right, right, right. Whereas then in the movie, it's like 300 planes have yeah. fallen out of the sky. And oh, then they literally yeah. see one. one. That's right. Uh, and it's like, do you, you get it? Do you, you get that it's happening? You this is, yeah. was totes for real. Yeah. Oh, he was totes so excited McGill. to put that they in had there. A, had a little bit extra in the budget. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of him, though, uh, when it's revealed in the movie, that Redman is, in fact, the guy that attacked him. I thought for sure, for sure, the M. Night touch was that they were all going to be connected yep. to their lives yeah. in some way. And because I saw the movie first, I was like, that's probably got to be in the book as well. It's got to be some mention that they're all connected. And it's like, no, no, not, not, not at all. Yeah. It's just that one wrinkle, which I think is in the book purposely just to cloud, give you more doubt. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just could not believe that M Night didn't run with that and was like, it's all well, connected. Well, because they're the all connected. That's the thing too. Yeah. That's the you went to the hospital that she worked at. <laughs> right. Like I, I could yeah. see it happening. Exactly. Right? I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, it made perfect sense. Like, I assumed the same thing was coming. Like as well. in the yeah. in the but in the book though, there's there's a lot more like sort of if not infighting, at least arguing amongst themselves, where it's sort of like, wait, you remember we met on a message board, but you guys were already talking to each other. Was are you yeah. sure that Redmond didn't put this idea in your head? What are you talking about? We yeah. have visions, blah, blah, you know. Yeah, in the in the book, it's more the timeline of things is more important. Yeah, it's like are you purposely infecting each other's mind with these thoughts, right. and then retroactively thinking you had those first or what? It's yeah. it's way way more murky in the book. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
wow, we've been talking for roughly an hour. Um, should we get to our like final summation thoughts, or do you, does anybody have any other burning? I mean, I had some notes. I, I had some thing. notes too. Oh well, you know what? Just... Let's just get into nitpicks. Oh yeah, well, because that's yeah. all my remaining <laughs> okay, stuff. That's good. That's just, perfect. Just yeah. Okay. I, I just immediately, I'll just lead that off by saying the uh, I hate the way that fire looks in movies now. It makes me angry. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it so much. Oh yeah, because the house burns down in the movie. Yeah. It's sort of a cleansing, like oh, we don't have to worry about Eric's well, body or whatever. Well, it's a different era. You can't you can't set things on fire anymore. Why not? Like, like you used to be able to do in movies. Let's just do it. Well, because the planet is already on fire. Oh, you don't fine. need more of them. All right, a small one, though. A controlled burn is good. It looks so bad, it made me so angry. But anyways, that's that's certainly a nitpick oh, wow. I had. In both the movie and the book, the, the horsemen themselves are seemingly meant to suffer as well. Yeah. And I thought... I thought that... I thought, I thought that, that meant they... Yeah, I, I thought for sure it's like, why them? Why... If they're supposed to be random, why is one of them maybe connected yeah. yeah. Um, and I thought maybe they'd all, again, going back to the Shyamalan thing of like, I can't believe you didn't connect this. I was like, I thought for sure they had all done something wrong and that they were being punished well, in some way. Well, and that's the thing. like, like But redeeming themselves at the same time by yeah. if you can convince them, yeah, all is forgiven kind of thing. That was my well, assumption. Also, well, also that it, there is that ambiguous thing when, before Redman is killed. He just says to the air, thank you. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. so chilling in the book. Yeah. And it's just like what? Yeah. Uh, um, but that's the thing. It's like, like I, I don't know if there's something in like uh, Catholic dogma or something that we're missing. Like, like I was thinking about something about like the seven seals. Mm-hmm. Um, like maybe that in a way, like these humans are like the seals that are being broken. But and like Tremblay kind of like jokingly makes a passing reference to that. He's like, there's seven of them. Like the seven seals. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but I'm like, and also in his notes, like they all have seven letters in their names. I'm oh, like, right, man, right, that's this is wild. But it's also like, but it's <laughs> but it's good. also like one of those things. Like I don't know that part of like revelations or whatever well enough to be like, oh yeah, this links up. Well, or, I think he's, he's purposely yeah. he's purposely being a little riffy and being like it sort of doesn't matter. Right. It, it's yeah. it's yeah. Which makes it, it's, it's just like it's it's supposed to be like vaguely this matches with everything, right? Yeah, yeah. Which I will say, like in a in a little tiny bit of Shyamalanian clunky dialogue, there is the only explanation for like why it could possibly be this family having this happen to them. Leonard goes, maybe it's because your love is so pure. And I was like, oh, yeah, right. okay, all right, Sh- sure, I guess yeah. that kind of I kind of works. It's got to be more than one pure I, family, it, right? right? This no, just the one. Only one. They're the only good one. Were they, they, they the have, closest? They or? Choice. Okay. It's so beautiful and pure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's... So I thought that was kind of... Because there really is no explanation otherwise. <sighs> but yeah. it is funny now that you bring that up that like... That kind of just washed over me. I was like, yep, yeah, that's more M. Night Cheese. But just being like... Clearly as a storyteller, he's like, well, there's got to be some explanation. Yeah. What if we try to float this right it's yeah. just it's just well, yeah, he, yeah yes. he, as much as he leans into like no it has to be a definitive answer for everything he still shies away yeah. at certain points and you're like just go all the way man yeah, you yeah. Can do, yeah again do it connect everyone or do connect something yeah, yeah i don't know yeah um i don't know should we get to final uh, do we have final thoughts? yeah let's do yeah. let's do we feel good so so we'll start with the movie mm-hmm. did you like it alan uh i loved it yeah love the movie Tyler, did big, you like the movie? Big fan, really liked yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, I liked it as well. I, I love both the good and the bad M. Night movies. Yeah. Yes, it works, totally. Yeah. And I think that's the thing, is like, 
And this got a little bit of both. That's what I'm yeah, being honest. Yeah, yeah, it's got yeah, a little bit of both. For the, for, the, for the M Night Shyamalan like o tourist, it's sort of like yeah, yeah you got a li- you got a little from both columns. Yeah, you got a little bit. Yeah. Um, Justin, <laughs> you got some unbreakable oh, wait, and like some it. glass. Yeah. 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 No, no. Yes, <laughs> you, sure. you are saying you like it. That's right. Uh, yeah. So sprinkling so, so, yeah, of old I, in there. I, thank you for the setup, Tyler. Yes. No. I, I give this thumbs up for sure. Yeah. Um. All right. Book. Alan. Yes. No. I also really liked the book as well. I wasn't feeling it at first because it was so much internal dialogue. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I understand why they cut this. This is really hard to show. But it does enrich how you feel about the characters, especially when you know that the book itself is more about um, not the Armageddon, but about how this choice affect or how these things in their lives affected them. The apocalypse just happens to them and they have to choose whether or not they want to choose the actual apocalypse. I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, I, I love the book as well. Nice. Once, once the once I got over that initial shock, yeah, uh, I was like, oh, okay, we're going in totally different area here. Uh, I kind of sat it up and I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the second half of this book way more than the first I half. Still, yes. I still, it's such a thought experiment. Like I would, yeah. I would really like. We don't have like a comment section or something, but I kind of want someone who read the book first and then saw the movie to, to talk about that because yeah. like. Because I think I think this is the way to do it is movie first. Well, this podcast first. Yeah. Then the obviously. movie. Right. Then the book. Yeah. yeah. Because, then this like, podcast we again. come first. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Listen to it and again last. in between the yeah. time you read the book and you see the movie. Because I feel like it would it would feel it would feel almost like a lot of the quirks of the book are being sort of flattened out for the movie. Whereas I think in other ways it's just sort of like no, it's just all being shaped yeah. in lateral, odd ways. Yeah. Again, the only other comparison I could think of is Annihilation, which is. They're, they're basically both this movie and that movie, and those, those like adaptations, they're both just kind of pontificating on the same idea. It's right. like someone having a pitch and then giving it to two different people and letting both of them finish it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what it kind of feels yeah, like to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, so I, I was going right, to say, Tyler, you're, yeah, yeah. Let me stall real mm-hmm. quick. No, so I was going to say, did, because I don't know if I actually asked your opinions on it. What do you think at the end of the book when they decide not to do anything? What? How did you feel about that? I I was kind of like fist pumping. Right. Like, I was like, yeah, man, you you guys got the really the maybe the rawest deal, and of earned, anyone, and you've earned to be you've earned the right to be selfish or just handle. It was like a, a little bit of a Bush Cassidy ending. It's like they're probably doomed, but because it's a freeze frame, we don't know. Maybe it's all fine. Maybe it's just fine. I think mine was more complicated, but it also was because of the movie. Right. Yeah. And I think I think I felt a little bit more of the selfishness in a sort of like, but what about fucking humanity, you guys? What yeah. about like a billion people? Yeah. Right. Like, I know that your heart has been ripped out of your chest, but like it's going to now yeah. happen to a billion people. So so yeah. I was more ambivalent. But I also think that yeah. like the book is definitely written to be like, you know what? Sometimes you just got to be like, let the world like it's kind of fight yeah. club. let the world burn. And like this is. I'm well, well, and the book has like what I think is a great ending line, which I'm probably going to mess up. But it's like they're talking about themselves, but they're saying we will go on. Right. And it's like yeah, yeah. also implying which, that no matter what happens, humanity is probably going to go on yeah. as well. It'll be maybe a little reduced. Well, but that's maybe also, that's not a bad thing. Like, like we didn't <laughs> no, totally I'm kidding. Get, I'm kidding. Uh, calling. <laughs> we didn't totally get into that. But yeah, that last chapter is 
it I don't know if it's totally successful, but it's supposed to be the conjoined yes. Eric Andrew point of view. Yeah. So there's a lot of we's. Yes. So yeah, the last sentence of the book is I think you're right. We will go on. Yeah. Yeah. And the we that was very interesting. Again, when it came to point of view writing, that and was you know, very interesting. Actually getting to that, yeah, that's a great last line. That is it's, a great, it's great last right? yeah. line yeah. for a book. I read yeah. that and I was like, damn, yeah. He said it. Yeah, they got it. All right, it. I'm turning around. Fist pump. Fist that's right. Pump. Fist yeah, pump. Yeah. Fist pump. You know, All right, we does... stalled long enough. <laughs> oh, What's... no, that's perfect. I, I just thought that'd be something to get on the record because it is so different than the movie. And yeah, I, and yeah, I yeah. kind of agree. I think it, it totally works for the book uh, in a way that probably would not work in the in the movie. Like yeah. that sort of. I understand. Well, I will say also, though, and look, maybe I'm just a coward. Yeah. But if my daughter was killed in front of me and the other option was, well, uh, my husband can kill me and then he'll kill himself, I might take that one. Anyways, yeah. uh, I also like the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, in the I book, to live with in, that. in the book, Eric tries to talk him into it. Yeah, he's like, right. please, so, I don't want to yeah. go on with this. And he's like, I can't, we need to, we can't do this alone. Right. Like, I can't do this alone. Honestly, we need to you were so together. in Eric's mindset by the end of the, the book. I'm like, yeah, I totally get why this guy would be like, sacrifice yeah, me, kill please. me. I His don't want to think is this. like scrambled eggs. Yes. He's in yeah. an immense physical pain. They both are. I yeah. think, I think the description of the concussion is so good in the book that it's a bummer that what doesn't yeah. translate to the movie. Yeah. It's just like, kind of fuzzy in the like, movie. Like, yeah. give me like a 45 minute short film on Eric's concussion adventures. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because it's so good in the book. Yeah, um, it really is. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, yeah. So, your so take was, I yes. do. Yes, I do like the book a lot. Yeah. I did. I did like it for what it was. Yeah, I, I do think it's it's a much more complicated experience than the movie. But yes, I also give the book a thumbs up. But yeah. here's the tricky part. Oh, let me just also say that. Oh, okay. I do love his like little wicked sense of humor thrown here and there yeah. throughout the book. I, I really yeah. kind of dig stuff like that. Sorry. No problem. All right, but the tricky part. Here we go. The the thing that we've decided to name this subseries after is the book better. And whoever wants to go first, go first. I am definitely sitting back and waiting oh, to hear what God. someone else says. Because uh, this is this is real like lateral move. Like it's like, what is your what is your viewpoint? What is your what okay? Is... I'll just go first. I'll just go with my gut instinct. Yeah, the book is better. Wow, all right. Interesting. It's way darker to me, but I kind of love that about it. I love the positiveness of the movie, like the the message it sends where it's like, this thing is beyond us, it's more important than us, like all of us working together, all that stuff, lovely stuff. I also love the idea of being like, fuck it, who cares? Like, we had our run. It's not about that. It's about us going on. Who cares about the world? I think throughout the entire book, they're like, the world doesn't matter. This family matters. And the most important part of that family was taken unfairly from them. So they're just like, nothing else matters. It's just us two. So I say, God didn't think the book's better. The book's better. All yeah. right. Yeah. It, hits hard. It, hits, it hits harder for me. Do you, do you have a take? Interesting. I, uh, I, I think judging them both independently on what they're trying to do, I think the movie's better. Mm-hmm. And I think that's on the the other thing of is M Night Shyamalan is a really really talented filmmaker. Yeah. Like I think there's just so much of in the way that it is uh, shot and composed and like there's just so much to look at and enjoy yeah. and it is it's the a way he frames faces in the movie. It's beautiful. I, I forget who his yeah. cinematographer was, but like the face, the just it's always in people's faces. It's yeah. always so intense because you're close. seeing that struggle on them. Yeah. 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 It's it's really really well done, and I think. Not that I prefer the message of the movie, but I yeah. do think it gets to that place 
you know, economically, uh, yeah, to it say does. the least. And it, it, and it and it knows what it's saying, and I can appreciate what it's saying. And the way it gets there does work. It's 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 certainly things. more direct, maybe cleaner. Yeah. Which, um, which they're saying different things, but maybe what you're saying is the movie is saying it more efficiently, like more. That's it's yes, maybe more explicitly. I would yes, yeah. it definitely is, and it, it works. It works. Oh, I, I think God, the book I'm wassling here. Oh, ooh, man. ooh, <laughs> you got him. No, uh, I got him back. But oh, anyway, no. that's good. We should disagree. It's better to disagree. We don't have to agree. No, I love disagreeing with you. Don't, yeah, exactly. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Hey, don't my, don't come then my to take my is, side. And then my take is push. No, they're the uh, same. <laughs> a perfect split. Yeah. Uh, I think, and here's the thing. I think they're both high-level works. I, I recommend both of them. Yeah. Oh, I yes, also recommend absolutely. both. Yes. Yeah. Um, I recommend watching the movie first, though. Yeah. I recommend watching the movie first. I think, and it's not because of the M. Night Cheese, which would almost be like, well, you know what? The M. Night Cheese, then not immediately docks it. But I'm going to give it to the book. And I think it's because... Take that, Tyler. <laughs> I think, Overruled, buddy. I think it's because of... I never wavered. And it's funny to do this on a, a podcast where we've just exposed everything, but I think it's because of the surprises. Mm-hmm. I think that the story the book is telling is more surprising, more original, and and, and yeah. While I I even think that I agree more with Shyamalan's point of view, mm-hmm. and I think my personal feeling is that the sacrifice for a billion people is probably greater than. Being like, but then again, you know what? Yeah. Maybe if I if I wasn't single and I was in a relationship yeah. where I was like, it's the two of us versus the fucking world, yeah. and the two of us versus Armageddon, maybe that would change my point also, of view. Also, to be fair, the Armageddon is way more definitely happening yes. in the yes. movie. Yes. That's yes. true. Way more definitely happening. <laughs> it's true. Um, but I think the book's approach is so surprising. Yeah. In a way that mm-hmm. like drew me in. Like like I. I was a bad boy. I, I didn't do the homework assignment until mostly last night. I basically mm-hmm. read 170 pages of this 270-page book last night. Yeah. but You deserve a medal. It's beautiful. Yeah. But when the story started going the other way, like after Wen died and everything started changing, I was like, oh, I, I am propelled. Yeah. Yeah. Like Oh, this- that's the same cuz I I I'm not as bad as you. I finished it 2 days before. <laughs> uh, but I was definitely putting it off. I was like reading it here and there. I was like I was enjoying it, but I was like I'd rather just like, you know, watch TV. Well, also it's funny I'm because lazy. like so uh, much of the book is is pretty much the same as the movie. They, yeah. They're just like, like I get it. I get yeah. it. Blah, 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 Skip to the whatever, end. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh but yeah, once once that chapter happened and I was like, "Oh, man, this guy took the choice away from them. This is a different beast altogether. Yeah. I also finished it from that moment on, like that day. Yeah, that same. Because uh, it, it, you, you really want to know where it's going to go from there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's, yeah. So it's funny. It's almost like. Which I wonder if would be the yeah. case if we had read the book first. Yeah, I wonder. Maybe. I, Maybe. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So I feel like I disagree with the point of view of the author, but I think what he's made is, is like much more interesting and, and, and while Shyamalan's craftsmanship is like, he's definitely bounced back. Like, we got the craftsmanship, baby. This is definitely a story well told and worth enjoying. And the performances are great. Many of them. Um, mm-hmm. You can probably yeah. figure out who I'm talking about yeah. otherwise. but uh, I'm sure she's lovely in person. Uh, <laughs> I feel so bad. No right. comment. No yeah. comment. No comment. No comment. No comment. 
we're making a podcast in Hollywood. Come on, They all were great, <laughs> um, lovely people. But um, yeah, I just I just think that because of the bigger swing, so that's what it is. The yeah. bigger swing, I I think is is gonna have my heart a little bit more. So yeah. I respect that, but big, I big also swing tremble. I like yeah. a I like a, a double just sent right down the line. You know, I don't. <laughs> uh, it I doesn't do have to be uh, swinging for the fences every time, yeah. uh, and and that's definitely what it is. I mean, and it is just like he roped that double right down left field line. But <laughs> yeah, you know, it's whereas it's, I'm those I, are sports in case. Yeah, yeah, or, or you know, meanwhile I'm Tyler over in sporting. the movie. Tin Cup here, uh, Kevin Costner just sh- shooting that oh, shot. 12, oh, 14, off the rails here. Wants the whole hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's I right. know sports references oh. if they're in movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Football, steak, American pie. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but there you have it. So our first episode we have established uh, by a vote of two to two to one. I was going to say two to three. Yeah. That's not true. Of yeah. two to one. That in this case, the cabin at the end of the world is a little bit better. Then Knock at the Cabin, which yeah. is a very solid film yeah. from director M. Night Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, listeners, for being with us here on the Skylight Books podcast series. And uh, hopefully we'll be back for another delightful chat. Yeah. yeah. If you want more episodes, come by The Cabin at the End of the World. It's the only way <laughs> yes. we'll be allowed to make more yes. episodes. Uh, four at a time, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As many keep saying, oh, I listen to and this your podcast. Outfits, yeah, yeah. Your outfits better be on point. Yeah, bring your own uh, mesh mask. Perhaps red. Yeah, it was buttoned down. Exactly. So anyways, 1818 Vermont. Come by the books. Nice. Yeah. Uh, catchphrase here. <laughs> keep it bookie. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Skylight Books podcast series. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to check out the book featured in this episode or others, please visit skylightbooks.com. If you're in the Los Angeles area, stop by for one of our live in-person author events. You can find a calendar on our website. If you like this podcast, leave us a review. It really helps us out. Our music is by Duck the Piano Wire. Till next time. <laughs>